Hello and uh, welcome to the sorry, Disney's The Mailbox Rogues Gallery. Um, my name's Birch. My name's Sean. Um, yeah, for people who didn't tune in uh, to the last episode, just to keep everyone up to speed, I unearthed the uh, cryogenically frozen Walt Disney from the Disney vaults, um, brought him back here. The Disney Corporation ended up getting wind of this and subsequently have uh, bought the podcast. Yeah, they own us now. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, they, they've done a, a lot of good things. You know, the Star Wars films and the Marvel films and all, all that. Oh, God, of... that's not them, is it? Yeah. They don't make all that dross. Yeah. Yeah, it is dross, isn't oh, it? Oh, God. Um, right, well. That doesn't mean that will happen with us. No, we, we're we going to be getting on great with the Disney Corporation. No, we're still going to be freewheeling, fun-having. That reminds me, there's this list of... Uh, things here we're not allowed to say I, you don't have to read it now just keep keep an eye on it just uh just in case i accidentally say any of them yeah we've been asked basically um just out of interest what if i say something is this like a something that's on that list is it a swear jar scenario or is it like they fire us out of cannons and dismantle our podcast empire they didn't really say they were kind of vague one of them was kind of clutching a sword right which one was that like the... wasn't the bad guy from aladdin was it now that you mention it, he did have a parrot on his shoulder who sounded a lot like Gilbert Gottfried. So uh, um, I didn't realise he was still working in the boardroom. I thought he'd retired. Well, well yeah, I, I thought the character had, had been killed, but you know, maybe not. He's still working for him. It, yeah, it turns out. But what they've, uh, what we've been asked to do, basically, now, apparently, we ruffle a few feathers on this podcast. Hard we, to believe. This podcast from day one has only been as a way to inform and to entertain. And if anything, I feel we lean on the first of those two objectives more than the other. Absolutely. I mean, we've gone through so many people throughout human history, giving great information to people, but according to Disney, it's not what they want for the podcast. Which is odd. You know, we, we like you say, we strive to inform and to entertain. I don't feel like we achieve the latter of those two, but one thing you can say about us is we are factual. Absolutely. There is nothing libelous or infactual about us. Well, anyway, the Disney Corporation doesn't really feel the same way because they've actually got in touch with a few of the people we've discussed on the podcast mm. and asked them what they think. I think it's sort of like preemptive, engaging them preemptively yeah. so that they don't sue us mm. once we're under the Disney banner. I guess that's what it is. I, something like that. Like I say, they're being very mysterious. They're not giving us a heck of a lot of answers. Well, I mean, what it's resulted in is we've got a buttload of letters in our mailbag mm. from some of them from the people we've dis- we've discussed on previous episodes. Yeah, so we're just going to go through some of those. I know it's a bit different format-wise. Um, apologies to some of our listeners who are, were hoping to hear some more informative entertainment, but you know we, we got... are being made to do this. Yeah, absolutely. Almost with guns to well, a sword to our heads. Mm. I'm glad Did... I didn't go to that meeting. Actually, if I'd known there was would have been swords, I would have deliberately missed it. But as it happened, my train was running late, and I was doing my hair, and the dog ate my homework. That's why I didn't come. That's convenient. Whenever there's swords involved, you're never you're always catching a train. Yeah, the train's always late. What can I say? Yeah, whenever there's a sword. So yeah, we're gonna crack on with this and see if we can uh, mend some bridges. Right some wrongs. Yes. Right some bridges, mend some wrongs. Yeah. 
Okay, so our first letter is from uh, Queen Elizabeth II. Oh, Queenie's written. Queenie's written in, yeah, yeah. But just before we start, I I can't think of what she would have against anything that we said. Again, factual. Completely royalist that entire podcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, bunch of monarchists, the two of us. Nothing bad to say about her, as far as I recall. No, love the woman. I think we made it clear on the episode. We think she's a damn fine lady. Sorry, lizard. Oh, yeah, Liz. Yeah, she's a great lizard. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Lovely scaly skin. Anyway, so Liz Lizard, she writes, Dear the Mailbox Rogues Gallery, One was very interested to hear all about oneself in an episode of your podcast. However, one did have some points to correct you on. Oh. First of all, I am, and this bit she's written all in capitals, not a lizard. That Ike fellow is a nut job, don't you know? I think she's talking about David Icke there, I guess. The one who first, you know, mentioned that she's a lizard. Oh, yeah, yeah, So, I mean, we're saying she is a lizard. She's saying she's not a lizard. But her name is Liz. We can agree on that. She She's saying she's not. So, uh, that's interesting. It was in capital letters. That's, that's interesting, that. Well, not a position I expected at the time. No, no. I'll be honest. Um, Jesus. I don't, know, I don't know what we can do there, because we are bound by the laws of reality we can't just go on flights of fancy and start talking bollocks like we we, we present things factually mm. so i guess maybe we can compromise and say and say that she's lizard like and then maybe that will get her off our off our backs queen of lizard like the second if you will that, that works very well actually yeah yeah it, it, compromise there we go yeah okay well she goes on she says second of all it's rude to talk about the death of one's monarch while she's still alive and kicking. And believe you me, I am alive and kicking. If you don't believe me, ask Philip and his personal physician slash Viagra doctor. Yes, he specifically has one of those, and that will give you some idea. Now that is interesting information. Too much information, I'd say. I would say so too. I I mean, I don't know what the purpose of her... I don't know what she's trying to assert there, I other think... than the fact that... I mean, we did talk about her dying, but only as a sort of hypothetical, like, a brain game. I think what we were really trying to do, deep down, mm. I would say, we were trying to prepare the country for the day that that does happen, because, not being rude, Your Majesty, you're getting well, on a bit. I, I would just say, oh. she started that by saying, it's rude to talk about the death of one's monarch while she's still alive, so... Yeah, she, we're bang to rights with that because okay. we just started doing it all over again. Well, I'll just have to say it and be rude. Um, basically, she's knocking on a bit. You know, she's no youngster. Right, okay. Just like that Alive and Kicking reference. I mean, that show hasn't been on TV since... 20 years or so, Exactly. I'd say. These outdated references. She's, yeah. she's showing her age just and, by that. I mean, we're not ones to talk. I mean, outdated <laughs> references to British, <laughs> British television programmes. <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's our def- that's our demographic. She's got to serve the entire country. Yeah, that's true. She's got to she's got to appeal to everybody. We've only got to appeal to if, somebody somewhere. If she ha- if she could just I don't know like dab or mess around with a fidget spinner, you know whatever the kids are doing these days, mm-hmm. then I'm I'm sure then then people would see the youthful side of her. But like I say, really, I think we're just preparing the country for for the I will add sad day. That she does eventually pop her clogs. Yeah, okay. Well, she sort of rounds things off. Actually, just reading ahead, I get the feeling she might have dictated this rather than typed it, possibly straight into her phone. Um, So she goes on to say, Get your facts straight next time you do a podcast about me. Now, excuse me, 
I'm off to eat some crickets. Oops, I mean Tiffin. Damn it, Siri. Stop typing everything I'm saying. I don't want to send it like this. Stop. Stop. Damn it, Siri. Stop. And then that last stop was all in capital letters. And then it just says at the end, Oh, bollocks. So I think maybe she didn't mean to send it. I think that was like a draft. Right, yeah. Possibly not meant to get get sent. Have you ever used like a Siri or one of these things on your phone? It doesn't really know what the hell you're talking about most of the time, does it? No, they're useless. So I think there was a possibility that's been dictated and was preemptively sent. Hmm. Well, I don't know what you think about that last bit. Well, the fact that she likes to snack on crickets. Yeah. Bit suspicious. It's suspicious about the non-lizard aspect. Yeah. And now, then eating crickets. If If you ask me... Basically, there are kind of two scenarios here. Either she's a human monarch who eats crickets, or... I feel like the way you said that, with a kind of incredulous tone, leads me to believe that what you're about to go on to say is what you really believe is the case. You're listening, you're listening, (laughs) you're picking up on things. (laughs) And the, the second point is that she is actually a monarch lizard who eats crickets. Okay, yeah. Now... I don't know about you, but the second one sounds nicer and it makes more sense. Yeah, I'm ha- I'm happier that way. Any any human that would kind of decide to snack on crickets would just I don't they have no place on the throne in in my opinion. So really, I I think that the queen should should come out of the lizard closet as it were and mm. just just be open about it. Yeah. Well, we probably shouldn't say anything more on the subject because we've been explicitly asked not to. Um, oh, yeah. In fact, it's probably even on that list. Uh, let's have a look. Things not to mention. Uh, okay, um, disregard everything I just said. She's not a lizard. Okay. No, absolutely not. All right, next letter. Oh, I'd, uh, just uh, reading out all these uh, letters and emails is, is getting me pretty uh, depressed. That's why in times like these, I take Disney's antidepressants. Just one Mickey Mouse-shaped pill will have you singing Hakuna Matata for the rest of your days. Perfect for the whole family. May cause erectile dysfunction. That's a very... Uh, he, that was an odd thing to say there. It, they've, they've got us a few sponsors, basically, to f- oh, f- for the podcast. Shit, really? So we're going to have to edit this bit out, because otherwise it's not going to sound natural, is it? I don't know if it brings us money in. Maybe we should sell our souls. That's absolutely fine. I'm happy to sell my soul. I probably would have sold it for a lot less than a sponsorship deal. But whatever you do, edit this bit of the podcast out mm-hmm. when we're talking about how we don't really believe the things in the adverts. Oh, right. I see. Yeah, no, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll always, be sure to. Otherwise, we're fucked. And also the bit where I just swore, because that's got to go if we're going to be part of the Disney canon. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, I'll... Uh... If we're ever going to have a crossover with Spider-Man, which I know that... You're smiling. Well, I know you. I know you're gunning for it. Well, I mean, look at look at the PJs I'm wearing. Sure, I'm in my Spider-Man PJs as we're talking. As, as you always are when we record a podcast. You're always. I'm always waiting for the day that he just kind of swings through the window and just kind of says hi. Right. Well, I mean, I was talking about us making a feature film with the character Spider-Man, not the real Spider-Man turning up and saying hello. But I thought he operated around this part of the UK. Well, he does, but I mean, just the odds of him coming in here when we're not really ever in distress. I guess. What, what if what if we made each other distressed? I mean, more than usual? Well, if it gets him here. Okay, something to think about. <laughs> anyway, uh, the next letter. So this one is one... Uh, one of our early episodes, uh, in fact, uh, was uh, from uh, a Morrissey. 
Morris E. Smith, as you might recall. Oh, yeah, Morris E. Smith. Yeah, yeah the Smythes. Just to recap, I mean, a, a few informative points that we made uh, during this discussion. We, of course, talked about his time in uh, working men's Indian clubs as a stand-up comedian. Did we now? We did indeed. <laughs> we uh, talked about his uh, his terrible... Uh, his weight problems, his weight issues. Didn't we... Didn't we discuss his gigantism? That uh, th- that's right. Well, I mean, it makes you weigh a lot. Gigantism. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a medical condition, though. Yeah. I don't want anybody to think that we're fat shaming him. Absolutely not. You know, he looks beautiful as as he is. Did we not, did we not mention that in the episode? How beautiful he looks. Oh, we must have done. Surely. <sighs> oh. Maybe we didn't. Oh, maybe that's what the problem is. Yeah. But anyway, and we talked about his famous bungalow tour because he was trapped within those. Three walls. Of he's that so gigantic. Bundle. He's wedged into a room, if I recall. Yeah, we ugh, we did liken his tour to looking a bit like a sitcom set with Jabba the Hutt in it. I think. Yeah, that sounds unusually mean for us. That does sound a bit mean. Yeah. Um, okay, well, maybe these are some of the points that that he'll be mentioning. So I'm just going to read the letter out. <clears throat> Dear Mailbox Rogues Gallery, it's difficult to put into words just how upset. Listening to your podcast has made me. Oh no! Now already, I uh, bearing in mind how upset he is all the time. Anyway, being Morrissey, exactly. Now, usually sadness, melancholy. These are his bread and butter. He's articulate with his melancholy. Exactly. If he can't express it. Then we've really done a number on the guy. Yeah. I've always thought of myself as a rather affable chap. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> We're trying to mend bridges. I'm oh, sorry, here, yeah. Sean. <laughs> I know that that wasn't even a joke, was it? No, no. The, this is all very sincere, from what I can see. Okay, here. yeah. I've always thought of myself as a rather affable chap, not pretentious, and never one to take myself too seriously. Mm. But your attack on my character has left me completely and utterly devastated. Oh God! I was even gearing up for that long-awaited Smythes reunion. But since listening to you slander my good name, I've decided against it. Oh, shit. The fans are going to be upset with us. You know how rabid those Smiths fans are. Yeah. The second they get wind of the fact that we stopped the reunion happening... Disney's going to have to hire us some bodyguards. There's going to be all sorts of flowery young men coming after us. Yeah, that's right. Waifs. Chucking, like, bouquets at us. Yeah. And cabbages. So we might need uh, Bluto. He's a... Is he a... Disney character. Some of the big ones. Some of the big guys. Bluto from Popeye. Oh yeah, he's not a Disney character. No. Sorry Disney, if you're listening. Well, I hope they are. This is the whole point of this. Oh yeah, good point. Just, yeah, D- Disney just, like, some of the big evil bastards, we-, we might need them now. The shark from Finding Nemo. That's Disney Pixar. Yeah, I mean, we'd have to be out at sea, I suppose. I'd yeah, don't... but if we are out at sea, we can utilise the shark. Yeah, no, we, we can use the shark then. Hey, they, they had a few, like, dragons, didn't they? In, like, Sleeping Beauty and some of those kind of princess ones. Don't know. Yeah, breathing fire, like, burning all the Smiths fans. Personally, I hate all that animated shit. Cut oh, that. Oh, fucks. Yeah, cut that. Don't forget to cut that. You know I don't like editing this podcast. <laughs> you know you know the conversation is literally, like, unedited, pretty much. I just kind of put it online, as is. Even the theme song and the bits in between you are done live. You play that at the start and the ep- end of every episode, don't you? Exactly. Oh, I'm going to have to edit mm, now. Sorry. Get used to it. I didn't get into this line of work for work. <laughs> anyway, so he says, As you've made very clear in your podcast, I'm not one for the written word. 
Oh yeah, we slandered yeah, his we, right. His book was shit, to be fair. Oh god, I'm not one for the written word, so I hope that this song will express the way I feel better than words ever could. Or well, song. Yours veganly, Morris E. Smith. Song. Yeah, he's a. He attached. I've not listened to it yet, but he uh, attached this eight-track tape. Okay, old school. It's keeping it old school. I'll just play that now. I was walking down my provincial town When on my iTunes I did find A podcast all about me And I became giddy But when I did tune in They did begin to terrorise and mock me Mailbox ropes gallery You truly did upset and offend me I tried to act so humble, but when you mocked my bungalow, I did weep until I couldn't weep no more. I'm so miserable now, I could eat a cow. Wow, we've really driven him to something if he could eat a cow. I, I, I don't know what it is, but y- you can see I'm tearing up. Yeah, you are. That He's was... really touched you there. <sighs> um... Well, I mean, fair fucks to him. He, he may not be able to write for shit, but he can express himself through song. That was very moving. That was yeah, that was some touching stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm very sorry. I'm genuinely very sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's... Uh... Colour me contrite. We were... I mean, we weren't wrong... No, I mean, again, we stuck to the facts. No, exactly, yeah. We we did nothing but tell the truth. Well, but... we quoted from his book. Those were real quotes. But I regret making you feel like shit. Yeah. So... We did actually say at the end of the episode, like, God, I hope you're listening and stuff. If you are, good luck. Oh, yeah, we, so ta- you... we taunted him No, a bit. that wasn't... I was being genuine. What? At the end of the episode, when I was like, oh, you know, if you're listening, Morrissey, you know, good luck, you, you need it. I was being... Oh, you know, I was being sincere. Oh, okay, well... Did it, did it not come across like that? Obviously not. Obviously he wrote, not, he wrote no. that 80s ballad. Yeah, he did, didn't he? You heard the jangle in that guitar. Yeah, it was jangly. Ugh. Well, I don't know what more we can say other than, um, sorry, Morrissey. Sorry, that's another one off the list. Yeah, speeding through these, aren't we? Right, on to the next letter then. Right, uh, pass me that. Who's this from? Uh, I think that one's from Sir Paul. Sir Paul McCartney, isn't it? Oh, Sir Paul McCartney. Let's have a look. It reads thusly. Dear Sean and Birch, I just wanted to write in to tell you I was very pleased with your coverage of my life in your episode about the Beatles. I mean, with over two episodes, obviously, he's not paid much attention. Oh, yeah, if he's only listening to one of them. Why, we what, didn't even hear the end. Why is, why is he writing in? I mean, I suppose he knew the end anyway, so... Oh, yes, yeah, he's lived it. You mentioned me lots, and probably a bit more than John Lennon, which I always like. To be quite frank, I don't remember giving the interview which you used, but I put that down to old age, and perhaps a touch of old age too. I think that's quite telling, that last sentence, actually. I was going to say... It's quite indicative of what he's talking about. I was going to say that he might have used Siri as well, but this is handwritten. No, yeah, yeah, that's handwritten, that one, isn't it? Mm. I did want to ask you a quick question, though. What's your favourite Wings album? You didn't mention Wings during your episode, so I assume you'll do a separate one on a later date. Well... Do, do we have that penned in? Uh, 
I don't think we're ever going to do an episode on wings, are we? That's awkward. Oh, um, God. God uh, tell you what, should we just say uh, Band on the Run? I mean, it is a Wings album. It's the only one I've heard of. Yeah, Band, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. got Michael Parkinson on the front cover. They did other albums? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. But Band on the Run, Band on Band the Run. On the run it, it, yeah. good, good album, that. Oh, Thanks top. for writing in, Sir Paul. Band on the Run's our favourite Wings album. Then he says, I thought I would kick the conversation off here and now. Also, are either of you vegetarian? Personally, I love apples, and I'm always scrumping when I can. Uh, no, not a vegetarian. Um, neither is Morrissey now, by the sounds of it. Um, it's funny he's, the way he connects vegetarianism with apple scrumping. Hmm. He mentioned that in the interview last time as well. It's really odd. Is that like a sexual position? Scrumping? No, I think he just means stealing apples. Oh. But again, I don't know how it comes back to vegetarianism. That's worse, if anything. <laughs> I suppose so. Well, considering we just ate a roast chicken before film, we uh, did before Ooh, recording. Yummy! It was fucking good. Mm. But uh, yeah, that might be. Uh... That was a whole roast chicken each, by the way, in case anyone was interested. Oh yeah, no, of course, yeah. That that's that's part of the secret of our podcast. I would say a whole roast chicken each before every episode, and a tankard of mead. Yeah, just to get us in in the in a good spirit. Well, we want to feel quite kingly. Absolutely. And what I tend to do is I just hold the chicken leg. Over my mouth, I kind of put the whole thing in, and then as I pull it out, it's just a bone, like I've eaten the whole uh, leg, just like that. And with the whole kingly thing, we also, I mean, you wouldn't know this, but we have a jester who kind of performs for us throughout, completely silent. He's more of a mime, really, but he mm. kind of dr- dresses as a jester, and it, it kind of keeps us entertained while we are entertaining you listeners at home. Yeah. And, uh, Does that come through, I wonder? Maybe. I think our giddiness and glee must come across. Mm, yeah. Which is a byproduct of the of the jester. You're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. He's nodding. Yeah, he's nodding. So then yeah, he asks us about scrumping. Oh, this is still Sir Paul, is it? This is still Sir yeah. Paul. If you could answer either of my questions, I'd be right chuffed. Your biggest Litherpudlian fan. Paul McCartney. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. PS Guns and Roses ruined Live and Let Die. I, yeah, I think I mean, we can all agree. We with can that, agree on to, that. Yeah, to be quite honest, they ruined a lot of things. Fair play, Paul. PPS. Do you think I am the best-looking Beetle? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to upset him, but I've always fancied Ringo. It's that sort of spuddiness. I've always fancied Ringo for his spuddiness, but Ringo hasn't written into us to complain. So for that, I'm gonna say Paul. Okay, so. I'm so Ringo, yeah, yeah, I'm Ringo. He's Paul. You dropped dead gorgeous, Paul. Mm. And yeah, that's uh, that's all he wrote. Okay, as great. they say. So, Paul, if you're listening, I hope that's uh, helped a few things. Maybe we could try uh, a few vegetables with, with our roast chicken next time, just just to appease him. Yeah, we could do vegetables. Yeah, yeah, like a, maybe a, a carrot. Which one's the carrot? Is that the orange one? That's is that the one with the hooves or the um, or the snout? Uh, no, no, no. The carrot, no. The one with the snout is a parsnip. Parsnip. Well, yeah, we could, we could try. We'll just buy a whole load of stuff. I'm yeah, sure, I'm we'll sure, figure something out. I'm sure our local um, deli will do something along those lines. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I, and I just want to say thanks for writing in, Paul. Uh, really good to hear from you. Cheers, Macca. But you know, Sean, um, these are these are dangerous times that uh, that we're living in these days. So it's important to stay safe. That's why Disney are offering a fine array of firearms. Perfect for children ages three and up. Decorated from Princess Pink to Lightning McQueen Red, these guns shoot armor-piercing rounds that will be sure to make a man out of you and your children. 
buy while stocks last may cause erectile dysfunction. That causes erectile dysfunction as well. That's funny, a side effect for a gun. It is a weird side effect, but, you know, you've been warned, and uh, buy in bulk, I've also been told to uh, mention. Yeah, I mean, actually, uh, they did send a crate to us each, just to kind of, so we could test them out. We had a, you know, the thing about these ad reads and podcasts is always a bit more genuine if the podcasters have tried them, so we got a crate of guns each. And they're quite right. The rounds are armour-piercing, I mean, I've I've got a trial at the end of the month. I, I did learn the hard what, like way. Like another trial? You're trialing more guns? No, like I'm I'm going to jail for. Oh, like a criminal trial? Yeah, they said armor piercing rounds, and and there was a Renaissance fair near where I live. Mm. So you know, I just I, I thought I'd give it a go. I didn't expect them. You know, they have Disney princesses on the side of them. I, how was I to know they were going to kill people? Oh, you got the princess ones. I got the Lightning McQueen ones. Uh, yeah. Well, they they ran out of the McQueen ones. Yeah, so I've got that awaiting me for at the end of the month. But you know, the the, the Disney lawyers, I'm, I'm sure, should be able to pull some strings. Oh yeah, famously litigious. Yeah, the amount of incidents surrounding Renaissance fairs, I'm sure they've dealt with in the past. I'm, I'm sure they can pull a few strings. Yeah, yeah, they'll sort something out. <laughs> Right, Birch, I've actually got a um, a surprise letter. Mm. Um, see if you can guess who this one's from. <laughs> I'm almost it's, excited. It's, it's a bit of a puzzle. I say it was a bit of a puzzle, and this might be a clue for you as to who it was from. Yeah? When I say it was a letter, it was actually a cryptogram. Ooh, a cryptogram. Yeah, okay. So cast your mind back. Which of our people that we covered wrote cryptograms? So it, it says, and it's spelt terribly, it says, Dear Mailbox... And actually, mailboxes it ends B O C K S. Dear mailbox road salary, you think you have caught me, but you have not. I am still at large. Michael Parkinson. No, I think it's the Zodiac killer. Oh, I didn't get it from that. With uh, the cryptogram, the the terrible spelling, yeah, yeah, still being at large. He had that thing in like the the Sunday paper, didn't he? he I didn't know if it was was. Did he do it's crosswords? Not no, I don't okay, think so. okay. Well, yeah, do go on. It just ends. Have a Bobby Dazzler, the Zodiac Killer. Jesus. So just a little one. I mean, maybe we weren't. Maybe we didn't do such a good job as we thought about uh, figuring out who he was. Well, hang on. We. I mean, for those of you who maybe hadn't listened, we surmised that it was Mary Berry. I think we did, didn't we? And we went to her house and kicked the shit out of her, as I recall. I think we did, didn't we? Oh. Actually, uh, I hadn't even thought about what sort of position that puts us in. And uh, after you draw those lovely lines all over that whiteboard, connecting all those pictures of people's faces... That was years of work. Years of shit work, uh, by the sounds of it. Who do you think it could be? There's no, certainly no clue in there, anyway. No, well... Back to the drawing board for me, I guess. Well, literally, um, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we can't apologise necessarily to the to the Zodiac killer on the on this instance. I don't think that would be right. We should certainly apologise to Mary Berry. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Um, well, we killed her. Disney would want us to cover that up. Disney would definitely want us not to admit that. Hmm. Okay. We we didn't kill her. No, of course not. No, we we went and we baked her a cake. That's right. We baked her a cake and we had a lovely chat with her. In which she confirmed, no, I'm not the Zodiac killer, you silly boys. And we, we all laughed. <laughs> we all laughed, and of we course ate, we believed it. We ate the cake, and we went home, and there wasn't any bloodshed, and 
that's what happened. That's exactly how the situation played out. Yeah. And no regrettable actions were made. And the fact that she hasn't been seen since that episode aired is nothing to do with us. Ironically, actually, she was recently drumming for Rick Astley at a festival. What? This is true. (laughs) She played drums live on stage for Rick Astley at, um, not V Festival, like one of the best of all. Oh well, well there we go. She's she's living she's alive her, and well. She's living her best life. Exactly, yeah. Well, thanks to us, but still very sorry for the um, cake. Moving on. Yes, moving very uh, swiftly on. So this is quite an interesting letter, actually. It's a bit more scruffily written. I mean, you might be able to see it's written on bog roll. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah. I did think that looked like strange writing paper. It is. So, it's from Elvis. From Elvis? Elvis Presley. We, oh, I told you he was alive, didn't I? I told yeah. you he was alive. We were right, yeah. He is alive. Again, uh, the facts. The hard weight of our facts. I mean, that's... The, I don't see why we're apologising when we've kind of come up with all of this stuff. When we said he was still alive and driving a shit-fueled ice cream van, people laughed. People mocked us, but... Here's a letter written in bog roll from the man himself. Well, let's see what it has to say. Well, here it is. Dear Mailbox Rogues Gallery, The year 1977 was a difficult one for me. My popularity was fading, which when you've spent 15 years as the biggest name on the planet, can have a negative effect on someone's psyche. It's true. Yeah. I didn't think of that before. I became hooked on drugs. And you may have also noticed I gained a few extra pounds. I don't know how to answer that politely. Um, I'll carry on reading. Yes, please do. To put it simply, I was well and truly all shook up. Uh, it's a little joke. I like that. <laughs> Still got some levity. I like that. I like that in the in him. Let's uh, see what else he says. That's when I went into hiding, trying to keep a low profile and the odd acting gig, and look like appearance in Vegas. Oh, the odd acting gig. Do you think that could be Home Alone? Possibly, yeah. We'll have to we'll have to keep on reading and find out. I'm a bit amazed. He spent some time apparently working as a lookalike in Vegas. Oh, that's fun. That is a lot of fun. I mean, it'd be a crime if he didn't get the job. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I was almost caught out when making an appearance as a supporting actor in the hit family drama Home Alone. Yes, I knew oh, it. There we go. What are we now? Fucking like three for three, four for four with all of this. Yeah. A film that I initially auditioned for the leading role in. Oh, that would have been amazing! Oh my God. That, how much better would that have film been if he was like him sat there when he puts the aftershave on his face? Yeah, he puts his hands to his cheeks. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been great. The possibilities for that. Are oh, could have endless. made yeah, many sequels. I don't know if the whole premise would have really worked. You know, him being a helpless child in uh, houses being invaded by burglars. Well, he had some experience as an actor in the past, don't forget. So, you know, he was a dab hand at acting. I'm sure he could have portrayed a a 10-year-old boy. Okay. Okay, let's give him that. In retrospect, it was a great blessing that the director was looking for someone 45 years my junior, as I was able to lead a simpler and more fulfilling life. Oh, that's nice. So I guess he shunned the spotlight, I guess, at that point. I wonder what he got up to. That was until you launched your assault on my privacy. And put the spotlight back on me. As you mentioned in your podcast, I've spent the last several years selling ice cream in a shit-fueled ice cream van in Salford, Manchester. We did. Yeah, we said that. The way I'd always hoped 
I would spend my retirement. I think we said Burnage, actually. We were a little bit off with that, but um, well, it's close enough. Yeah, you can't... The Greater uh, Manchester area. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we can be uh, kind of poo-pooed for getting the wrong location uh, in Manchester uh, there. Poo-pooed. I think even Elvis will appreciate that joke. <laughs> that levity as well. But now I can't sell one Mr. Whippy without paparazzi hound-dogging me. Sorry, what was that? Without who? Hound-dogging him? Paparazzi. Okay, thanks. <laughs> And people throwing blue suede shoes at my van. That's that's not very nice. That's taunting, really, isn't it? Do you think he's making jokes again? He did say hound dogging. At this stage, I don't know. the The writing becomes a little bit more erratic. He's so. hard to read, that guy. I mean, I don't mean literally his handwriting. I well, mean. both. I don't know whether he's coming or going, but uh, let's see. It was when some punk kids messed with my van that the trouble really started. Oh no, his livelihood. Mm. That, was his, that was his livelihood. That's that cruel. van. They reattached the wiring in my van, so that not only was my van now running on ice cream, I was serving shit in a cone to seven-year-olds. Oh, that is abysmal. That, that must have made the Manchester Evening News. It must have done. Jesus Christ. The council revoked my license, and I am now destitute. Shit, you need a license to be an ice cream man. I, I guess so. It's like funded by the council, I guess, those ice cream men. Oh, it's a public service. It's definitely not. But I guess the way he was doing it... In his own words, no business, no home, and no privacy. He was sleeping in the ice cream van as well, then. He was living was there. his home. Right, okay. So we, we've taken a lot from him. We have, yeah. I will have to find another way to live without you and your podcast invading my privacy. But what that will be, I do not know. Yours, Presley. Elvis Presley. <laughs> I don't know if that's a joke at the end or not, because I, I was I was starting to tear up, and then yours, Presley, that got me. I think I'm laughing out of nervousness. Looking back at this, this I say letter, this roll of toilet paper mm. as a whole, I think it's more of an indication that he is maybe losing his mind somewhat. It makes me think about the true cost of real investigative journalism, like the type that we do, Yeah, and how damaging it can be to the subject. Shining a spotlight, like he said. That's true. We only ever set out to inform, educate, and bring a little joy to people's lives. But we never think of the lives that it also wrecks. We rarely think of any consequences of any of our actions. That's true. Not just Elvis, but all of these kids that have that have eaten shit. Well, that's on him. Because he should have noticed at the very start of when he started pouring that first ice cream. Yeah. Any ice cream man worth his salt knows the difference between shit and ice cream. <laughs> That's what I always say. Yeah, no, I've I'm always mindful. Look, when I've I got go... that embroidered above my bed. Oh yeah, how have I not noticed that before? I don't know how you haven't noticed that. Yeah, yeah, I see that now. Huh? Yeah, no. Well, it's it's a good motto to live by, I think. Yeah, well, like I mean, I didn't embroider it. My nan did. You know that that saying goes down generations in my family, God. and I'll teach it to my kids, hmm. and they'll teach they'll teach it to their kids. Well, I think the onus is still on us for some of this. So I mean, definitely we've ruined his life. Yeah, I, I think at the very least we could say that. So, uh, Elvis, I I do apologise. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> What's up now? I really don't want to read this one. Oh, it's another advert. All right, I'll oh, go on. Just get through it. Say, Sean, do you like sex? Well, that's a very personal question. Oh, wait, am I meant to... Uh, yes, Birch, I do. You do? 
then you'll love Disney's fine selection of flavoured condoms. Disney offer all the flavours of the rainbow and play all your favourite Disney songs during intercourse. Oh, God. So don't go in with the bare necessities. That was a low-hanging fruit of a joke. I know. I'm surprised that made it in. Whether it be missionary sex or a posh wank. Really? Did they have to specify that? I don't know why that made it in. Make it a Disney experience. May cause erectile dysfunction. How can a condom cause erectile dysfunction? That is very odd, that, yeah. That's counterintuitive. Yeah, and if anything, it's self-defeating then, in its own purpose. I'm glad that's the last one. I don't... Yeah. We're going to have to call them after this, because I'm I'm, I'm up to here. The, the listener can't hear, but I've got my hand very your high hand, right now. Your hand is almost above your head. I've never lifted it quite so high as this, but I'm up to there. You be careful. You'll, hi- you'll hyperextend something if you keep putting your hand up like that. I will hyperextend the Disney Corporation if they... Don't. Oh, strong words. I know, but... Don't forget they own us. Right, let's just get through this last letter. I can see you worked up already. Mm. I'll be honest, um, you're already... I just want a nice, pleasant letter to end off the episode. This has not been a great moment for me, so just give me something that we can smile about. Okay, so you... I'll be honest, I'm not sure this is what you're looking for, but this is the last letter. So, um, do you remember a couple of episodes ago in the King Henry the Sixth? episode we talked about um some problems you were having with your bin man yes yeah that's right yeah um to uh to keep people up to speed who maybe weren't listening i've had issues with my bin man i might have accidentally killed his father and co-worker at the time by impaling him with the uh, one of my bins bin. going through the bin lorry through the windscreen yeah he's he's brought it up it's he's mentioned it so it just starts Dear James Bastard Birch, Bastard's in quotation marks there. That's unnecessary. That is unnecessary, I know. I am writing into your podcast, having heard myself mentioned on your King Henry VI episode. Yes, it is I, your bin man. When you were talking about the death of my father, I was interested to hear your side of the story. To be quite frank, your telling of the incident paints you in a much more sympathetic light than I think you deserve. I was giving people the facts. Yeah. He can spin this however he wants, but my turn of events was how what conspired that day. Okay, well, he goes on to say, While your telling does include some of the salient details, other more important nuggets of truth were left out. For example, you do admit to killing my father by throwing a wheelie bin through the windscreen of our lorry, but completely admit the fact that a lot of what was in that bin should have instead been in a separate green recycling bin. Also, your fly was down and you looked like quite the fool. Well, one, as I have mentioned before, I like to put all my rubbish in a bin and then deliver it. I don't bother separating the greens from the browns and all that kind of stuff for, for the the week preceding. How much time does he think I have? He's just doing his job, mate. And, I don't about, wanna... and regarding my fly... None of your flies work. That's the thing. Exactly, yeah. That, that's But that's that's your thing. It's like some people have a funny hat that they wear all the time. Yours it's, is that none of your flies work. Every time I get a new pair of trousers, get a pair of scissors, and I cut out the, the fly. Anyway. It's, just, it's he, easier that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's easier for certain things. Anyway, he obviously... It's not a fashion concept that he's really cottoned onto. No. So he says, Truth be told, I am not best pleased with you. You have ruined my life... And the worst insult of all, you don't even refer to me by my name, which is clearly painted on the side of my bin lorry. Do you even remember it? Now that is an awkward smile on your face there. He's being a bit dramatic, isn't he? Well, okay, yeah, but do you, I mean, do you remember his name? (laughs) Uh, 
I just think. Well, you know, it's it's like it's on the side of his van. Yeah. So just think to when you first destroyed his life by making that van somersault and crash and burst into flames. If you can picture that, what was written on the side of the van? Oh, it was it, well, you know, it had letters on it, and they like said a few things um, to do with their name and 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 the business. Right. And you know, it was there. I'd be honest, mate. I don't like to pick sides. But um, no. I think he's got a bit of a point there. Do you know your binman's name? To be fair, I haven't had so many run-ins with my binman. I can't believe you're picking sides. Right, okay. I'll just finish the, I'll finish the letter. So he says, and it softens a bit here, actually. He says, I look forward to your response, however, as my heart is not filled only with bitterness. Deep down, I know you could be a decent bloke, and I feel stirrings of kindness towards you. Maybe we can finally patch things up between us and get back to a normal binman, bin-owner relationship. Yours truckfully, James has been man. Could be a good person. I mean, I feel like... Could, could, could be... Fuck off. Fuck right off. How about that, bin man? Birch, I'll be honest, I think he's really, like, extended a hand to you there. Could be a good person. He doesn't know me. What does he think he knows? That one day where he failed to, do, to take my rubbish from my house and he's playing the victim oh no oh you killed my dad with a bin oh you set my van on fire and i had to get a new one could be a good per fuck off he start he started a war he started a war did he he has started a bin war right okay well um you know listeners you be the judge i felt a little bit like an olive branch had been extended to birch but um you look furious. I'm seething, mate. <laughs> what the hell's happened this this episode? Yeah, I don't feel too positive about all this uh, having to reach out and apologise to people thing. No, I, like, the stuff that we're meant to avoid. I'll say as well, actually, I don't think that it would even count as an apology towards your bin man. I feel, if anything, you've made it worse. He started it. Right, okay, well, we don't have to get into it. I'm just saying, in terms of what we've been asked to do, which is apologise to people, I don't think that counts. Thing is, mate, we've just got to grin and bear it. Like, we we might be able to get away with you not apologising to the bin man, but everybody else, we've just got to grin and bear it. I guess, I mean... Grit our teeth. I guess we'll get more exposure for the podcast, maybe a bit more money. So I guess, I guess that's something. Just think, mate, when we've got our own sitcom on the Disney Channel, wine and roses for us. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's uh, that'd be one positive way to. Oh, hang on, sorry. Wait, you need to turn your phone off before we start recording. I know, but I keep it on just in case. Hang on, have you set that Morrissey song as your ringtone? Well, I... it just was just such. Shut it, shut it off, shut it off. It was such a good song. Hang. It's making me sad again. Yeah, I'm crying already. Hang on. Hello, Senor Birch. Oh yeah, hi, hi. Um, all right. It's the uh, Disney people. I hate it when you take phone calls when we're recording. I do too, but they insisted. All right. Yep, yeah, still here. Um, yeah, no, the podcast went well. We got through all the letters. You know. How? How did you know that? How we've not. Know that? We've not uploaded it yet. You bugged the room. Ah. Uh, that's disconcerting. How long has it been bugged? God. I think they might have a lot of dirt on you, Sean. Oh, shit. What the fuck have you been doing in your room? I mean, it's my room. What does anybody do in their room? What do you mean you didn't like it? We went through 
all of the people, we apologise to each and every one of them, we did your adverts, we did the antidepressants, the guns, and the condoms that makes your dick limp, what more can you want from us? Tell them we apologise to everyone. Everyone has been apologised to. That's not enough. Well, we can't really do any more than what we're doing. We're already kind of compromising our um, our art as... Uh, and our ethics. And our ethics. Very true. And my privacy. Tell them... And, and Sean's privacy. Um, okay, if... If you're sure. Okay, bye. Oh, well, good news? They've uh, <laughs> released us from their contract. Or we've been let go. We've been let go. Way! <laughs> Fuck you, Disney! Journalistic integrity is back! Oh. So, I mean, well, that was a whole fucking waste of time, though, that episode. Yeah, I guess it was, but, you know, we could still upload it anyway. And at the end of it all, I'd just like to say to everybody that we've been apologising to this episode, just a big fuck you. That's right. Fuck you, Queenie. Fuck you, Morrissey. Fuck you, Elvis. Fuck you, Zodiac. Oh, and uh, fuck you, Binman. In particular, from both of us, right, Sean? Uh, yeah, yeah, all right. I will say, though, McCartney's letter was quite nice. Like, he's all right. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, McCartney. Yeah, yeah, it's some nice stuff to say. Yeah. And fairness, that song that Morrissey did was nice. Tragic, but nice. Tragic, but nice. I'm, I'm predicting a Christmas Top 40 this year. Isn't Tragic But Nice his greatest hits album? I believe it is, yeah. Mm. All right, well, I mean, I think we've pretty much said what we can say there. If anybody who isn't a celebrity that we've covered Mm. would like to write us a letter, uh, they can reach us at mailboxroguesgallery at gmail.com. That's correct. You can reach us on Twitter at mailboxrogues. You can also catch us on Facebook, the Mailbox Rogues Gallery podcast. You can listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube. And also, if you're on iTunes, then please leave us a review if you enjoyed the episode, because it gives us a little bit more exposure so we can take down the Disney Corporation single-handedly. Those bastards. Oh, we're never going to get Spider-Man in an episode now. No, maybe not. Well, maybe we could make our own knockoff, you know, like uh, Arachnid Boy. Ah, yeah. Okay. Something to work on. It writes itself. Right. Well, that's the next episode in the can as well. Arachnid Boy. Yeah. Love it. So, with that being said, I've been Birch. I've been Sean. Toodles. Goodbye.